Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a bit, but I'm really excited here on Thought or Thought to be starting season two soon. And on season two, we're really excited to start looking at bigger world issues and real world issues and lots of research going into each episode. So hopefully it'll be providing more than just a space to discuss ideas, but also new information to listeners. So I'm really excited and I hope you are too. Uh, But first, I would like to post this episode, which is one I did with Ty Rickard all the way back in November discussing how to stand out in high school. So I hope you enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast, Thought or Thought. I'm your host, Galadriel, and this week we're talking about how you can stand out in high school. Uh, with our claim is, it is possible to distinguish oneself from other students in high school. Thought or thought. The reason we chose this claim is because it's like when you enter high school, students are told to get involved in as many curriculars as they can. But does this really help a student stand out? And how difficult is it to differentiate yourself from all the other students in the school system? So again, our claim is just, it is easy to distinguish oneself from other students in high school. Today I'm here with my co-host, Ty Rickard, and Ty Rickard is, um, among other things, our Southern Region Vice President for FBLA PBL, and he is also the owner of his own production company called T. Rickard Productions. I'm so glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Galadriel, and it can often be a really intimidating question whether or not you can separate yourself because, I mean, there are 2.3 billion middle and high school age students globally, and out of that, there's about half a million uh, competitive students going for those scholarships and internships, and so it can be really intimidating when trying to separate yourself, I mean, even from a high school level, uh, when there are, yes, so many opportunities, but also so many other students doing the same thing. Absolutely, and if you distinguish yourself as one of those 500,000 people that are in these competitive applications and are doing these scholarships, then you've done everything you can throughout high school. And so I think that first question I want to talk to you about, Ty, is what do you do, what do students do, and what do you specifically do to distinguish yourself in high school? Well, I definitely think it's a given that you are involved in all the extracurriculars and you're building your resume, taking those internships as a foundation, and that's kind of a, a, a standard for being competitive. Which clubs do you get, do you get involved in? Now, uh, of course, I'm a little bit biased because of my involvement in FBLA, but I absolutely think it should be relevant to your career path, uh, and so that's a whole other podcast in itself, which, uh, which organization to choose, but say if you're going into business, something like FBLA or DECA would be an ideal um, organization just because it's preparing you with those same skills that you need. So I definitely think that you should be involved in those, but furthermore, to, to separate yourself from those other resumes with the same things, I think you should have uh, a display of character in your resume, and, and I think that's becoming so much harder to come by nowadays. How do you demonstrate character in something like a resume? Alright, so like for example, you could have a student who came from a very low income school uh, started working at Waffle House. Are there Waffle Houses where you're from? Yes, there's Waffle House. <laughs> okay. Just, okay, so um, started working at a Waffle House and worked their way up uh, the chain while keeping a 4.0 GPA, while being involved in FBLA and in the marching band. And so when you see perseverance and, and uh, loyalty... You and see involvement in a lot of things. Exactly, and you still see success rates through the balancing of all that. You can see then 
values of time management and, and you can see perseverance and someone who is going to uh, not use their uh, their obligations as excuses for lack of productivity and I think that's where the real character shines through. Well I, I actually disagree with you a little bit on that note though. Okay. I don't think it's about how much you get involved in. I think when you enter high school everybody, I don't know if this was the same for you, but everybody for me when I was in the eighth grade and I was looking at the high school they're like, get involved in everything you can, like this is your chance. And while that's true, at the same time I feel like I'm you really need to get deeply involved in what you love the most and kind of ignore the rest. And you might miss some stuff by doing that, but I think it's more important that you have a really deep involvement in maybe two or three organizations and clubs than you're a part of 10 of them. Okay, and now I'm not saying, that example is not to say that's the pathway to success. It's just an example of a characteristic of perseverance and, and good time management. I don't think there's actually a, a, a set formula that if you follow this path, do this many organizations, donate this much of your time to community service. I don't think there's a distinguished path to having a successful uh, career or resume, but it's the characteristics that when they read between the lines they see, no matter what path you chose, if you're completely involved in one organization and you absolutely soar in that, I think you can see the same same characteristics as having a path of um, super involvement in all these different things while still maintaining success absolutely. in each one of them. And uh, alternatively, I think I think sometimes kids in high school, I think it's really important to talk about the fact that kids come into high school and they think, okay, I'll be president of FBLA, I'll do NHS, I'll do some a community service project once or twice, and like that'll get me set for a college. Well, no, can I, okay, and they only do things, well, they only do things because they think it'll set them up for high school and they think it'll make them distinguishable. And I think that's a really big fallacy. I don't think that's true. I agree, and I think uh, the real success doesn't come when you're seeking success, believe it or not, and that sounds super counterintuitive, uh, but it's almost like you're on a racetrack, and not like, like a car race, but a, uh, like a track where you run, and you have to keep your head down no matter what, and the minute that you look up at the crowd to see who's cheering or what achievements you have or where you're at on the leaderboard is the minute that everybody else starts catching up to you and they start passing you, and you have to keep your head down, and, and while you're working, super hard and, and going after all this stuff. Yes, the, the achievements and accomplishments follow that, but the minute that you try to bypass the work as a, as a top priority and just go for the achievements, uh, I think it, you, you really fall behind the other people that are just absolutely on the grind every single day. And, and by having that mindset, those same achievements that you originally set out for will follow, but I think uh, it's really a mindset issue and it all starts, like you said, at the beginning of high school because those four years, um, obviously they pass by quickly but you, you get one shot at it and so um, rather than trying to figure out the exact formula I think because uh, everybody's situation is different different doors open for different people having the correct mindset of things will, will naturally take you on the path that is best for you absolutely I think it's I think you really you have to do it's cheesy but you have to do whatever makes you happiest and you have to do it to its fullest extent every time uh, and you can't just join clubs for the sake of joining clubs like you need to be a part of them you need to be a part of them fully or not at all I think that's kind of like a motto not just for distinguishing yourself but also for like life like if you're only doing something for how it's gonna look on your resume at some point that's gonna come out and it's gonna be clear to somebody whether it's part of the organization you're working with or it's in a job interview later and it's just so much better to be authentic and to be you and to do what you're passionate about and so I think 
to answer the question all the way at the beginning of this segment that I had about distinguishing yourself in high school. It's just about doing what you're passionate about and doing it to its fullest extent. I so kind of what I want to talk about next is why are we being distinguishable? Who are we being unique for? Like what's the point of trying to stand out in high school because so many students try so hard, but why? I think it's really all in a preparatory standpoint. You're always at the stage before where you need to be. It, it, you're, all, you're never at the top of the mountain because once you, you get to the top, it's the bottom of another one. And it's the climb that you're talking about, I feel like. And th the climb can be where you go with your career, where you, what organizations you get involved with. But the point of that is to get to that. And, and I, I do think the top of the, the mountain is retirement, and that's so many stages, that's so many mountains ahead of where we so are now. So we're working really hard to get to retirement, in your opinion? In a long race, looking at the beginning and end of the finish, the, the, looking at the finish line, yes, I do. Now, that's not to say that we're, we're working just to retire. I'm saying that's, that's I think, the, the last mountain to, to overcome. But the point is, is to be able to get to the next stage in life, which for high schoolers would be college. Now, not to say that college is required for a successful career, but for many students pursuing business or marketing or anything sort of like that, college is that next mountain. And after that, it's finding a, a, an internship possibly or finding that career. And so that's the point is because you can't skip mountains. You have to have that climb uh, to get to the level where you need to be. So I think that's, that's the core of why we do what we do as competitive students. For me, I like... I'm not really always great at looking ahead. I'm a very present-minded person, so for me it's just all about college. And I feel like the reason students, especially that competitive 500,000 students in the U.S. that are trying to get into the top colleges that we talked about, the reason those students work so hard to make themselves appear unique is for college, or at least for job opportunities after college. And so I think you're almost like you're marketing yourself to colleges and you're trying to make yourself look unique. And so then it's how do you look unique among 500,000 other students that are also trying to look unique to specifically the colleges. Yes. Now, I do think it's a very common misconception, and, and I've been guilty of this personally in my high school journey thus far, is that you have to be involved in everything, uh, as we talked about earlier. And sometimes that has its shortfalls because um, the way you have to think about it was, w would you rather be a mile wide and an inch deep or an inch wide and a mile deep? And I think that's where the real success comes from, is when you narrow your focus down to, say, one organization or one company you're trying to get that job for or, or one uh, college application. Not to say that, that you, can't, you have to limit yourself, but focusing on one and pursuing one endeavor can provide a lot more fruits going into the future because ultimately it's those niche markets, those niche, niche skill sets that get into these um, super low acceptance rate colleges with 2% because you can't have the same level of involvement as everyone else and, and still stand out. And I think that's where the inch wide part comes in. Well, that leads into my next kind of question, which is what defines unique and how do we define the unique distinguishable students? And then why is this important? And I'm going to actually start off answering this, but I think what defines a unique student isn't a student, like you don't choose a college and then do everything you can to meet the requirements of that college. I think it's the opposite. I think you have to know yourself and you have to do what you love the most and you have to do it to its fullest extent like we were talking about earlier. And then you have to like just apply to the college and see if it's a good match. And I feel like especially when it comes to college applications, like you just have to be okay if it doesn't work out. But when it comes to being distinguishable, you're distinguishable because you just own who you are all the way and you do what you do all the way to the full extent plus some and you take initiative and you get out there. And I think that's like, 
that's what defines a unique student is a unique student just does what they're passionate about and they show their work ethic and their drive and their character because of the amount that they do what they're interested in. I agree and I think so many students set out I mean even as early as middle school is I'm gonna get into Harvard Business School that's the one and the problem with that is is each university college school in the country um, generally tailors to to a type of skill set or, or a type of person and by you trying to mold yourself to that college is actually digressing from what your natural skill sets are and, and I 100% agree that your college should mold to to what your strong suits are and by by spending that same amount of time focusing trying to get on that college as uh, deepening your skills and, and what you're passionate about and, and what your um, your gifts and talents are can produce so many more fruits than trying to get into that one college or get that one degree under your name. Uh, so I totally agree with what you're and saying. And if that college is perfect for a student type of student and you're not that certain type of student and you get in, then you might hate it. Or even if you're that type of student and you've made sure that you are the perfect student for Harvard, Harvard can still reject you. Very they have point. a 2% acceptance rate because of the amount of people that apply that just aren't you know, good choices or aren't qualified. But even then, like if you take the qualified applicants, one in ten gets in. So you could very easily be rejected from a school like Harvard and be perfectly qualified to go there. And so you have to keep your eyes open and you have to make sure that you're distinguishable because you're doing what you love, not because you want to get a certain job or go to a certain school. Because once you learn, lose sight of your passion and of why you love to do what you're going to do, you stop being unique. I think you're unique because of the reasons behind what you do, not specifically what you do. And that's what speaks to the character. When, when people searching for applicants see between the lines that you have that persistence, and really persistence is the name of the game, and, and when you're pursuing what you love and you're succeeding because um, you, you have that level of perseverance that other students don't have necessarily. And I think in a world where there's a hundred different things pulling you in that direction, focusing on one and thriving in one can be so attractive and so unique. Or thriving in multiple things, but thriving in them because you love them. Yes, yes, I agree. And, and I think that's really why you have to have a sight of what's the next mountain. Just because, and, and this is not to say that you have to know what you're going to do with your life by age 12. And I think that's a, a stress that should not be put on students because it limits creativity and it pressures people into making a decision that literally affects the next 50 years of their life. So I think that you should explore various things, but once you find something you love, hold on to that, attack that, and, and go 110 miles per hour at that because ultimately at the end of the day, what you do after you decide what you love is going to separate yourself from the other students dabbling in that or, or trying Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You don't have to know what you want to do with your life. Yes. You just need to know something you love and you want to get involved in it and you got to get involved in it. Absolutely. So I'm curious then, like, share a little bit of your story. What about you makes you distinguishable? Well, and it was, it was really with that same mindset of, of keeping my head down, not worrying about uh, how much of the crowd is cheering or, or what achievements are behind me because um, I truly believe that that follows uh, hard work and dedication. And so I found a passion actually, I was really fortunate early on to fall in love with uh, media production, uh, specifically videography in about the sixth or seventh grade. And so I took every YouTube video I could, uh, every single Christmas and birthday I'd asked for, you know, like a camera and a laptop and I eventually cut enough grass and, and babysat enough babies to be able to get my first camera. And that was the point to where I started my, uh, my media production company, t Productions, in, um, in eighth grade. And so from there, 
uh, I, I was able, I was really fortunate to get some, some clients and, and build up my portfolio, but it was only through perseverance and, and not falling down when things seemed discouraging or impossible that any success came out of it. And so moving forward uh, into ninth grade, I joined FBLA and uh, I, I decided, you know, these are four years of high school that I'll never get back, so I might as well um, do as much as I can. So uh, for some crazy reason, I decided to run for a chapter president uh, five days after joining. And uh, with a mission laid out that members identified with, I was elected as chapter president. Fast forward seven months, for the heck of it, I ran for state office, which was crazy because I'd just gotten involved, you know, six months prior. But it was through that involvement that I saw the beauty in and students thriving in high school at such an early stage in business. And so I ran for state office against uh, five other seniors, which was pretty wild, but somehow I was elected. And so uh, again, with that same mindset of perseverance and, and not worrying, and it's, it's such a great stage because in high school, you don't have bills to pay. There's no mortgage falling on, on, on your house. You don't have dependents to provide for. So why not take advantage of those opportunities? Absolutely, you really don't have anything to lose at this point in your life, or at least you don't have that much. So you might as well just go out and take a risk. Exactly, and, and having that thick skin of, of when seem, things seem discouraging or you don't get that endeavor you've been pursuing, you just start on, on the next one. And, and it's that same concept of applying for colleges. No matter how many um, applications fall through, there's always another college you can apply for. There's always another opportunity in this stage of life particularly. So it's crazy not to take advantage of You just of that. gotta keep jumping into every opportunity you reach, for sure. Exactly. I know for me, like, there's just, there's been so many things I've been passionate about. And I think being able to talk about all of those, I know I'm working on my college applications right now. And I think hopefully that's what will make me distinguishable is with everything I talk about it, I talk about it with a lot of love and a lot of passion. And so I've been involved, maybe not quite as deeply as you have, like with your production company, <laughs> but I danced for 15 years throughout all of elementary school. I did varsity track, swim team, um, which I really, really loved. I'm involved in triathlons now. I volunteer wow. with a group called OCJ Kids, where I work with kids in foster care and group homes. And that's become just a great passion of mine. And then also just the great multitudes of lessons and experiences that I've had as a part of FBLA that I can talk about. It's more than just about like having the role of national treasure, which is really impressive. But more than that, I like to be able to talk about what I've learned and how I've gotten here and kind Absolutely. of the journey I've taken. And I think what makes me distinguishable is that at each step of the way, I can talk about what I've learned and how I've loved what I'm doing. Exactly, and I think that's where the aspect of being able to read between the lines on your resume, not just having a long list of items, really comes into play when separating yourself apart. And, and just like you said, um, things like community service, it, it speaks so many volumes when you have a community-minded leader that's also ambitious and, and is also successful in, in whatever line of work they're pursuing. And it's those aspects that really set yourself apart from all the other students with the same same resume or similar that you have. And it is with the same character that you, 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 you take everything with and that you pursue everything with and that you accomplish with and the humility that is so attractive and can really differentiate you from other students. Absolutely, I love to use my friend group as an example because in my friend group we just have so many unique people and I feel like we've each excelled in our own individual ways. So it's so cool to hang out with them because everybody has all these different perspectives. But like for me, obviously I'm a national officer for FBLA. I've been really focused on business throughout high school. My best friend is all state choir and like is a beautiful singer and has so much training and has traveled around the world and performed in crazy places. 
I have a girl that's written her own scripts for theater and like directed her own performances. Another one that's doing IV art and has like portfolios of artwork. And so it's just like all of these people with all of these just kind of highlight people that are might be listening to this podcast or more interested in arts. Like whatever you do, just do it to your fullest because it just makes you just so unique when you're looking at colleges. Like there might be... 20,000 people that are applying with really well done art portfolios but if you own yourself and if you own the art that you have and you do it with passion and you do it with love I think that's all you can do to stand out and I honestly think that's enough to be successful like I think that's enough to go to the colleges you want to go to absolutely I think another key thing is look at colleges research colleges and find colleges that fit you so I know we were talking about Harvard earlier and if you look at Harvard and you find out like, you know, it's not really what you want to do, like that's okay. You might have been dreaming of Harvard for six years, but it's okay if now when you're right there at the application, you realize it's not where you want to be. And so, especially when you're writing, so many colleges have essays that are like, why do you want to go to Duke? If you can write about things like, like for me, my essay is they have a child policy research certificate and I could do research on child policy and being interested in like the child policy and the laws behind it and everything. And I talk about my service with kids in group homes and kids in foster care and how like it's just one of those things I happened to find on Duke's website one day, but I'd be really interested in pursuing that going to that school. And it also like to me, that's I'm not always able to visit the schools I want to go to, but for me it also put Duke at the top of my list because I know that their values align with mine and they have educational opportunities that align with my goals. So just really do your research when you look at where you wanna go and align where you wanna go with who you are instead of vice versa. And as a testament to um, find a, a university or college that conforms to you and molds to you, um, you hear everybody, the, the buzzword of, of today is those Ivy League schools, and, and that's, that's the gold standard that it seems like everybody's pursuing. But as a personal testament, um, I've actually found that uh, universities like Harvard and UPenn don't actually fit to my, uh, my path that I'm trying to take. And so I'm pursuing Florida State University, for example, right now. So it doesn't take some big name to, to uh, set yourself on the right path for success. And I really think it's through those characters and, and through the habits that you form that success follows. So we've been talking about how people distinguish themselves and why they distinguish themselves. But now I want to talk about why do people think it's so hard to distinguish themselves? Like, why is this such an issue people have? Like, oh, it's impossible to stand out for colleges. There's so many other people. Why, why do people have that belief? I don't mean to keep clinging to this uh, to this analogy, but I really do think it's it, it, it goes back to the mountain uh, metaphor to where the minute that you look up and see how high that peak is, it can seem so distant, and that's when things like procrastination and, and fear of not being accepted come, comes in, and that's when people start to decline because you can see your personal trajectory as basically a business. A business is never stagnant. They're either growing or they're declining, and you're either going up the mountain or you're going back down the mountain. And when you, the minute that you look up and see how high it is, it can be so discouraging, but if you look down and, and, and stay persistent and never worry about how much further you have to go as long as you're getting closer to that every day, 
that's when it seems achievable and that's when that peak becomes a lot lot lower and when you find yourself at the at the top of the first peak it's so much easier to know this is achievable and I can get to the next one and so it, it's really compounding um, success once you get to the top and it all starts with with the uh, the willingness to start the climb absolutely I think you do the things like we've said this entire podcast you do the things because you love them, because you're passionate about them, and then it doesn't matter where you are in the rankings. Like, There's no reason to look up and see where you are in the leaderboard. But when you are only focused on the leaderboard and you're only there to win first place, and if you don't win first place, it'll be the end of the world, then of course you're going to feel like it's impossible because it's really hard to be first place, but you don't have to be first place to be successful. You just have to be yourself, and you have to be really passionate and really involved, really successful in what you love. It doesn't have to be you know, just the perfect student. And the success follows that driving path. Okay, so back to our claim, it is possible to distinguish oneself from other students in high school. Thought, like a valid thought, or thought. Uh, so we're gonna spell out what we think the claim is, ready? T-H-O-U-G-H-T. Okay, good, we agree. So go ahead and just kind of summarize your thoughts real quick. So I think you can really bring your success back to your mindset at no matter what stage you are. And it is when you keep your head down in the race and you, and you never cease climbing when the success comes. And, and that's where you can set how high you actually go, how many mountains you, you climb. And it all starts right now in high school. Absolutely, I agree. I feel like it's just being distinguishable is just about owning who you are and just being yourself and loving what you do and getting really involved in like rising to the top and being really successful in what you love. And I'm so glad we were able to talk about this today. So thank you, Ty, so much for coming up with this topic and for doing this podcast episode with me. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Huge thank you to Ty Rickard for doing this podcast with me today. Thank you for all of my listeners. Thank you to Anchor, where I record and edit my podcast. They're a real one. And also, feel free to listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever you listen to your podcast. If you sign up with Anchor, you can even leave us commentaries that we can insert into future episodes or just respond to. So give us a listen. Thanks so much, and talk to you next time. Thank you.